Welcome back, everybody, to another fun edition of the Rolex Whiskey Passion Project. And I'm going to keep finding people that freaking just love whiskey like I do. Today's guest, actually, this was the first time in the pre, we looked at each other in the eyes through Zoom. We've chatted a bunch. And I'm kind of excited to have Mr. John Lieberman on the show. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Johnny, Johnny, Gavin, everybody calls me Johnny. Hey, man. Johnny, all right, Johnny. Nice to actually have you on here, brother. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. We're both, it's a, it's a rainy day in SoCal, so, you know. Don, do you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Tell them a little bit. Yeah. Johnny Lieberman, I uh, I drive cars for a living. In fact, you mentioned the rain. There's a beautiful Porsche 911 GT3 RS stuck in the driveway because of the rain. But yeah, I've been at uh, Motor Trend, you know, the car of the year people for uh, over 13 years now. I'm on a podcast called Spike's Car Radio. It's a big podcast, Spike Ferriston. Even though you may not be familiar with his name, you know his work. He wrote the Suit Nazi episode of Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld's on once in a while. It's kind of what I do, but I also really, really like bourbon. Big, big passion. So, so okay. So let's go, Johnny. Let's go. Let's go back in history. When did whiskey come into your life, and what did it look like at that point? Well, I mean, it came to my life, God, I think I was 15 and I drank like three quarters of a bottle of like, God knows what Canadian mist or something, vomited everywhere for, for a long time. <laughs> liked, I always liked, I didn't know anything about it. You know, there a lot of people, but I always liked, you know, yeah. you go to a bar, you get a beer and, and you get a whiskey and you know, I didn't know anything. I get like a Jim Beam or something like that. I remember I was, I was real involved with uh, home brewing. It used to be, I always thought I'd be a professional brewer before the car thing took off. And I remember at the, uh, I think it was a Southern California homebrewers conference in like, oh boy, 2002, three, something like that. Somebody did a whiskey tasting and everything was fine. You know, it was good. It was, it was all whatever. But then they had this, they had Hirsch. It was like a 16 year old Hirsch from, from Pennsylvania. And it was like yeah. barrel strength. Right. And it, it blew my mind. I could not believe like, how much better it was than whatever else they had served. And, and, and I should also mention, like I'd long known about bookers and, and sort of the high, high test stuff, high, high, high proof stuff, but that really opened my eyes. And then I started back when it was, you know, 40 bucks a bottle, like black maple Hill, um, you know, you can get happy. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, let's just, let's just remember everything was like under a hundred bucks and sat there. Yes. Yeah, sat there. It was there. I, I, remember, I remember very well, Buying Pappy, I went to I went to my liquor store and I wanted to buy Booker's, right? And Booker's, I think was they were selling for like seventy five dollars a bottle, and Pappy was like seventy. And I was like, oh, I'll just get the this Pappy stuff because it's cheaper, you know. Yeah, the proof isn't as high, but you know, it's a cool label, whatever. I mean, it was it was crazy, you know. Well, I remember in in O two, I was running a top one hundred restaurant in the country, and and the reps would be like, dude, you got to get these bourbons, and I'm like, nah. Just take Johnny Walker Blue, Johnny Walker Black. I'll take a bottle yeah. of Maker's Mark and give me as much rum, tequila, right. and gin and vodka as you can give me. And they're like, yeah. oh, man, but the stuff's really good. I'm like, yeah, I drink like a bottle of Johnny Walker Black almost every day here. Like, I, yeah, no, I'm cool with those pappy things. Yeah. And then, you know, and I, and I, and I love scotch. I always was really into scotch. There's this guy, Drew Stoddard, and, and and people might know him. He's behind Stoddard Spirits, which is the, the, the new distillery behind Binderstash Bourbon, okay. Bourbons and Rise. Mm-hmm. Now, Drew yeah. used to live in L.A., and I knew him from the car world. 
Black Maple Hill came back, but it was it was totally different. Somebody bought the artwork essentially, and it was like Oregon whiskey. So I I posted a picture of it on Instagram. This is I don't know eight years ago or something. And I said like, if you know, you know. And he texts me or DMs me. He's like, bro, you don't know. That's that's not what you think it is. Like, come over to my house. <laughs> and I get to this dude's house. I was introduced, really introduced. I'd seen him, but I never really thought about him. But really introduced to like Purple Foil Willet, WFE Willet families. Mm-hmm. And again, like, you know, he had stuff like Bigfoot, Weeded Warrior, Weeded Patriot, Iron Fist, Velvet Glove, uh, Red Hook Rye, Black Ink, Green Ink. And we would just sit around and, and smoke cigars and drink this stuff. And, you know, now everything I just mentioned is like 10 grand or way oh, up. Oh, no, 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 no. I just saw Warrior, 15 grand. So yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Or up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We just drink it. I mean, we'd sit there like, you know, and, and like, and, and, you know, it was, it was, it was, he was buying it. He, he, the guy has some cash, but then I started, you know, not that I was buying like weeded warrior for instance, but I was, you know, buying teenage Willet uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't crazy expensive. And then, you know, I mean, and, and, and stop you there again, because like when you say not crazy expensive, it was like three seventy five, four twenty five, which was kind of like crazy back then to spend on a bottle of booze. Yeah, I had ways though. I I just knew people or whatever. I had ways to get it for a lot less than that. You yeah, know? and then you know, I, you know, it just discovered everything that I, you know I kind of drink now, and I stocked up, and I still have like a, a nice collection. You know what I mean? And you know, I'll I'll get new stuff every once in a while. But yeah, the prices of of uh, fine bourbon have gotten a little silly. But yeah, I love it. You know, and I my buddy here in L.A. owns a restaurant uh, called Providence. Mm-hmm. Shit. Nice little two Michelin star restaurant, but he's a big bourbon. Well, crazy story there because the the woman who works there, I believe she works in the kitchen. I'm I'm not sure her role, but I'm born I'm born in South Africa. She's born in Durban. Okay, I know her and I talk because because they got a Mixers twenty five recently. They got yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And I think you've t- you've tagged them in a few of my stuff, and he's commented. And then like I came to her. And we're like, oh my god! Like we're we basically, I used to I used to hang out in Durban in the summers. She used to come to Cape Town in the summers. I'm like, oh, this is crazy! So I'm actually, we do need to go there. Oh, it's well, it's great. But if you go there, like for instance, so what I was what I was getting to was for a number of years now, we've picked barrels. I've helped Michael Simrosi, uh, the chef, pick barrels of bourbon uh, for Providence. And the last one we did, for instance, was a uh, it was a stag barrel, a particularly good stag barrel, I should say. And it was actually, I believe, the first barrel pick where it wasn't Stag Junior. They actually changed it not recently to Stag for marketing reasons. Yeah, so it's like a. Actually, I got it right here. Let me can grab it. Yeah, Stag. It's a, a Providence 2022. It's called. It's a Barrel B. Freddie Johnson has spoken, and it's actually a funny story. Uh, I should say it's, it's you know it's straight up. It's 129.2 proof delicious i think they said it was like 11 or 12 years i forget the age but we went and you know they give you four barrels to pick from we were down at buffalo trace and yeah. i don't know if you know who freddie johnson is but he's like yeah okay just you know people listening hey, don't hey, know hey no no I, I mean i used to go there i've actually never done a pick at buffalo but amy who used to run the pr there was very generous i mean i got to drink with like harlan in his office with a fireplace <laughs> sitting there yeah, but it's cool. The two times we've gone, they like you know, I don't know. We we were you know, Freddie led the people that we brought along. They were like, oh yeah, D tastes better, but I was like, it's B, like B 
B is the best one. And Sim, the, the chef, was sort of like, yeah, I think it's B, but like his wife and my wife, not my wife, but a couple other friends we brought along were like, no, D, D, D. And so Michael, he asked Freddie what he thinks. And Freddie says something, you know, very, very Southern, like, well, you know, I can't ever tell a lady she's wrong to her face. And he wrote the letter B on his hand and <laughs> shows it to us. And so the the back label art is uh, is somebody's hand with the letter B written on it. Hey, that's pretty cool. It's a terrific pick, I, I think. I may toot my own horn a little bit. Yeah, I look forward to trying it. It's, it's so interesting. They give you four barrels. Because when I started doing picks many years ago, that was like industry standard. You get three or four barrels and you're in and out. And then my last two, uh, four roses, 10 barrels. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, I can't even, like, I can't, you know, it's not even about the alcohol. It's just all that cast strength. I mean, the last pick, I walked out that night. We went for di- that that day. We did four roses pick. Then I went to Maker's Mark, did a, did another barrel with them. Oh, then no, I went yeah. to Marcy at Preservation. Yeah. She had a flight lined up for me, and then went for dinner and walked around the block with like the most gnarly acid reflux. Yeah, oh, like dude, I want to. I went back to the hotel. I was at the Moxie. I'm like, can you make me a burrito with no spice, just like potatoes, cheese, you know, anything that's. I need to soak up all this booze. Yeah, I, I think you got. I think I, I. Your problem is, I think you should limit it to one barrel pick per day. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know the schlep out from SoCal to get there. It's like by the time you get there, the whole day is gone, and you got to like you know get get moving. Yeah, yeah, you know, pack it in. But that was a bad one. But yeah, ten yeah. barrels was crazy. And I remember like I remember when I did it with Al, it was six, and that was yeah. a lot. But like I like four. Four is good. Like you yeah, know, it's so it's and, you, and you're done. It's so funny because I remember the first one I did, I was a little disappointed, like, oh, only four. But then, like, looking back and listening to what you're saying and also just, you know, having yeah. night, you drink more than four different types of, of bourbon, like, four's plenty, you know. You know, if you're if you're picking, like, you know, well-aged stuff, like, the four are pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. pretty compelling. It's not like they're all, although I won't mention the distillery. We did, we did do a barrel pick once where it was, like, three dogs and one, you know, that was good. And, and we were, oh, I, I probably know that one. And we were in and out in 45 minutes. And I was like, I, this was yeah. bizarre. Yeah. And then that yeah. that pick of mine, without mentioning it, didn't actually get shipped to us. Bevmo somehow got it. And I'm like, well, thank goodness. Because like, like, that was just a weird day. That's, yeah. That actually happened. Uh, and it was it was a total accident. But like, you know, no. some of it, some of it, wow, this is another Buffalo Trace pick. But like, two thirds of it accidentally got sent somewhere else even though it was like a, a Providence pick, but they made, you know, I think, I think the make good was like, okay, instead of Weller, we'll let you pick stag. You know what I mean? So, well, it was funny. Cause I was getting dudes like at Gelson's. They were like, Hey dude, your picks here. I'm like, what are you talking about? Hey, Bristol yeah. farms. Hey, your picks here. Hey, Memo, yeah. your picks here. I'm like, all right. I mean, that, that's part of the magic of like <laughs> of bourbon in a way is when, you know, when you start to look into it and read into it, like, you know, like, you know, the, the, the those, those WFE bottles we were talking about, you know, where did it really come from? Really? You know what I mean? Like it's all confusion and, and sleight of hand and kind of, you know, Southern shucksterism. I'm like, ah, shucks. Uh, you know, I kind of like that. I kind of like how, I don't want to say rinky dink, but just how like clouded and foggy the industry is. You know what I mean? Like it's fun. It was like a couple of dudes. It was like a couple of dudes and girls in Marcy that like had the treasure trove and like nobody wanted it. 
Right, I know. That's just be like, wild. yo, man, you want to show? I mean, I, you know, I was in, in New York a couple of months ago and I was with Mictors and they're like, dude, like we're literally driving around in like the, you know, the late 80s trying to find KBD. There's no like cell phones. Joe's got like an old school phone that, you know, yeah. like he's got that's connected to the car with a briefcase. Right. Like, you know, like, I don't know where the fuck this place is. And you walk in there and, you know, and Drew's dad, Evan's like, well, what do you guys want? Well, I don't fucking know. Like, what do you got? Well, I got it all. Oh, okay. Right. You know? No, I know. And, I, you know, it's, 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 and again, I, I just even think back to like not that long ago, you know, what was just sitting for under a hundred bucks on, on liquor store shelves. And like, I used to buy it and drink it, but I, I just never like had the, the foresight to hoard it, you know, which I just, you know, I could retire if I had uh, all the black oh. bills I went through. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, it would, listen, I also go back. It was different and it was interesting because, when I was at Buffalo Trace last time and I was with Harlan and I'm like, what you like, you've been doing this for 35 years. What's different? You know, like right. the whole world is different in 35 years. He's like, well, I'll tell you this much. He's like, the whiskey you're drinking now is the cleanest you've ever drank because we got a million freaking things that go in that liquor liquid before we bottled it that make sure we're not going to kill you. Right. Was back in the day, man, you went and sat around, you popped a barrel open, you tasted it. A couple of you tasted it. And you said, cool, bottle it. Right. And it was fine. Now, you know, they take all these extra steps. And he's like, it's the cleanest. So I said to him, well, I mean, you know, that's like taking a steak and cooking it on the griddle versus a nonstick pan. It's very different on the griddle. Yeah. It just is. You know, and that's where I go back to those. You're talking about those old Maple Hills and all the old, you know, WFEs. Like, they're just different to the stuff now. I'm not saying yeah. the stuff now is bad. It's just no. different. But but even you know it's funny you were mentioning Mictors and we and I went and did a tour of Mictors and it was fascinating like you know how sort of like scientific as opposed to down homey their distillery is you know what I yeah. mean yeah it's like I mean, you, 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 and uh, you know climate control they filter everything and I, I remember they it was funny they they had I think it was just their their regular um, I think just their ride Mictors ride yeah. And, they, you know, they they knocked the bung off a barrel, and it was just pouring into charcoal. And as it was pouring, we were just sticking glasses in there and drinking it straight out of the barrel. And I actually thought it was better than the product they sell. But they're like, no, 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 we filter because you know it guarantees consistency and you know this and yep. that and it. that. It, it goes on the spec, but I mean, it's next level over there, and that's what's going on. Yeah, but but then that said, I you know before my trip to Mictors. You know, I always thought that about 90% of the flavor bourbon comes from the wood because, you know, you're basically just making vodka with corn, right? Oh, it's usually pretty gross. But we were in the lab and they gave us some white dog and it like tasted like bourbon. It literally, you know, I was like, oh my God, like this is wild. Like how just their their distillation process is so dialed in and, you know, again, just you know, scientific. It, it's so... It's, it's, it's so high end over there and yeah, you yeah. know, it's, 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 it's just, it's a cool, fascinating industry. I just, I, I'm really like, you know, just, just into it and, and you know, the stuff tastes great. It's so. Well, it, it, like, I, you know, it, for us, you know, it's, it's just, it's fun. And I always right. tell my wife, I'm like, I'll stop fucking around with this until it stops being fun. But like, I just don't see it. Cause every time I like want, there's another rabbit hole to jump down and be like, I want to try some of that. You know, like, yeah, and Hershey's, like, like, you know, those old Hershey's are like stupid good. And then like, you know, then there's like oh. cabin still and, and this one and that one. And like, bring it all on. Like, 
that dude who made that stuff in like the 1960s, he didn't have no cell phone. His wife couldn't get hold of him. There were no email. He just went right. to work and made whiskey. Like that's what he did. No, I know. It's it fun. Like no, it's like, it just changes so fast. Like, you know, like I was super, do you remember Smooth Ambler did uh, their old scout yeah. series? And, and yep. they were basically just buying MGP stuff, right? And and that was just that, and it was it was. I thought that was the best value in whiskey. And then you know more and more of their own distillates coming online. And I think M, MGP wanted them to buy like a you know ten million dollar allotment or something. And they they politely turned it down. And then suddenly all that good juice was scattered to the wind. And so like you know I don't know Nashville Barrel Company. All these other small distillers are buying it up, and that you know. So you're, you're, you're like you said, you're running down rabbit holes constantly, but it's fun. You know, it's, it's like you know, knowing oh. like the know is is like is is kind of cool. I don't know. It, it's it's interesting because you get to peek behind the curtain, and you're like, oh fuck, like yeah. that's pretty cool. Like I did, I didn't know that was going on. That that I like that. Yeah, I like it's like um, like I like I, I go on these kicks with like you know the high proofs and high ABVs. Oh yeah, it was interesting because like. Because like Bevmo had a what do you call it? They had a pick that I was able to get hold of. It was like a nine year or an eight year, I forget. But it was like at, it was like one fifty two. <laughs> you know? Oh, was that was the like, Willow? Was that the Willow one fifty two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I mean, I was like, oh, you got that at so Bevmo. Bevmo. I'm just getting a Bevmo. Well, I, you know, I, I drop a decent amount of coin and, and I know some people and I was okay. like, Hey, and they were like, Hey, can we get, you know, they're, they're like one bottle. Like that's it. I got yeah, one yeah, bottle yeah, to you. Yeah. I'm like, cool. I'll take yeah. it. And but when, I, when we're I done numbers, I'm like, shit. Yeah. When we're done, text me the, the number of that BevMo. That's amazing. No, I've seen pictures of that. I, I love hazmat stuff. Like I mentioned uh, Binder stash earlier and they put yeah. out a bottle. I think it's 14 year and the proof is 144.9. Hugely drinkable, delicious. And it actually, you know, it, it, I was looking at the label and, I, and I'm friends with Bill Binder and I, so it was like 322 bottles. And I'm like, well, how'd they get that many? But it's actually a blend of three hazmat barrels and they still came out 144.9. And it's just delicious. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's so good. And I can't remember the guy's name, but a, a whiskey dude I follow on Instagram, he said it was his. You know, best bourbon of 2023, and and again, here's another little company. I mean, these guys know a lot, but they're you know they're starting from nowhere. Most of the things Binderstash is putting out, they, they had one that was it was a five year called Make It Make Sense, and I bring it over to a friend's house for the uh, for the uh, for Thanksgiving, right? And you know how good could a five year be, right? And we open yeah. it, <laughs> have a sip, and I'm like, oh, I really made a mistake. Like this is too good for you, like. You're not going to appreciate this, and he's like, "Nobody, you brought it. It's mine," you know. And like, and the next time I went over there, it was gone, and like, it was a remarkable bottle. Well, uh, so it's funny yeah. you talk about those. I do the same shit, and like, when you know, no disrespect to the boys because I love them. You know, the, the boys are rare character, but like, I'll bring a bottle of rare character open that that I that I haven't opened because I got so many unopened ones. Yeah, so it's like, and then I'll open them. Like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have brought that one. Life of Lux, uh, our friend Joel. Yeah. I, I kind of had a bunch of rare characters, and you know they're they're okay. And then I got his, and I opened it, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is like not only delicious, but like just totally drinkable. You know what I mean? Like like just you know almost like a soda. And you know, it was 120 some proof or whatever, but like yeah, 
what was that rug? Ron's a Kappa. I used to just be able to like drink that like soda. You know what I mean? It was just easy to quaff. And it, I was. So they've like, done those rare characters. They've done they've done good work on those as far as easy drinkers. You know who did a good one was was our spot down here, Eureka, the burger and and whiskey bar. Yeah, yeah. You know they got like a members club, and I got hold of those ones. <laughs> Eighty bucks. I mean, I was like, okay. holy shit. I mean, I mean, I, I make, I, you know, I talk, I talk a little bit of shit sometimes to the boys because it's so hard to open the rare character bottles. Oh, like you horrible. need to like soak it in hot water first, and I'm like, dude, why couldn't you just do a pull tab? Like I don't like horrible. I don't cut my finger off on this thing. I have a particularly sharpened knife that I use for rare character. Yeah, it's it's. it's, it's I don't know why they don't. It's crazy. Hey, it's especially it's, it's, like it's, if, it's, if it's you've more. had a few and then you're trying to open it, it's like kind of nuts. Oh, yeah. but but it, it is delicious. No, they've done a good job. I mean, I think we're in this fun time right now where even though it's a shit show and the prices are stupid, I feel like there's a whole bunch of new kids that just hit the block that really have got the legs to go. And I also think that we have this interesting time now where it's not as crazy as it was two years ago when everybody had COVID money and was spending whatever. Now you're seeing the stuff sitting a little bit longer and it's up to you if you want to step in and price it. But those old legendary bottles is all I'm trying to grab. Like I want everything like made in the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s. Oh, you know, yeah. so like that. Oh. Yeah, anytime oh. I see them on auction, I'm like, I'll grab some of that. I'll grab some of that. Yeah, I'm not gonna make it like that again. It's not. I, I wish I had the bankroll to be able to think like that. But I, I mean, I like you know, like, I've been lucky enough in life. Like I had Red Hook Rye. You know what I mean? Like I saw Warren. <laughs> Red Oak White number one just sold, I believe, for ninety five thousand something on yeah. Sotheby's. Yeah, they got one. They got one right now for fourteen thousand pounds, and it's not. It hasn't moved. I mean, the auction doesn't close till Monday. I think the one at Sotheby's a few weeks ago, which was like number three, maybe went for like forty two thousand. Yeah. So so yeah. So I I believe I had number two, not number one. Yeah. But it was it was delicious, and I remember you know like there was like seven of us sitting around drinking some. It was you know. But like you know, back back to like Hirsch, which is even older. Ah, I had um, I was down at oh god in Lexington. What's that wonderful liquor store there? Oh, oh, like, Justin's. Yeah, Justin's. Justin's. Yeah, we were yeah. we were doing a we we're doing a, a pretty good sized buy. Let's say and we're good customers of Justin's. So Ryan takes us in the back and he's like, "Hey," and he had an open bottle Hirsch twenty year green. That's, that means Julian Van Winkle. Yeah, but going back to the bankroll. The but that said, you know, I'm still like, I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, for sure. But again, like I was saying, like if you, if you keep your eyes open and your ears open, like, like we, you know, the rare character, Nashville. Yeah, NBC, uh, Barrel Company. Binder Stash, you know, like like these yeah. new smaller ones. Oh, my God. They're, they're putting out some good stuff. And who knows where they're getting it from? You know what I mean? Like, it's good. And the other thing is, you know, what you were saying, like the demand is down a little bit, but you know, if you if you go to Heaven Hill, what do they say? They have like you know one million barrels or seven. How many barrels are currently aging? Some ridiculous amount. So you know that stuff's going to mature and flood the market. You know what I mean? And like you know the the prices, you know, like like anything, they can't stay up forever. So I I I, I think that like. Yes, there was a certain boat that was missed and maybe the, the golden era of, of bourbon, but like, hey, platinum era or golden era part two is coming up. You know what I mean? I got faith in the whole thing. I think it'll be just fine. I think it'll be different. It's okay to be different. It was different the first boom. The second one will be different. It's okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, and again, like as much as I love, you know, uh, some of that old stuff, like again, I mean, this, this, that the, the binder stash I was talking about, that was 144.9. Yeah. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, this was, this was like a 14 year blend or whatever, but, but still, uh, you know, oh, yeah. 145 proof. It's as delightful as anything I've ever drank. You know what I mean? It's, you know, and look, it was a, it was a, it was a banger of a bottle. It, you know, it was brand new distillery charging 750 bucks for a bottle. Take some gonads in this marketplace, like totally worth it. You know, it was, it was fantastic. I made peace with the spend a long time ago within reason. You know, I look at the whole, yeah. the whole equation. I mean, I, you know, I'm sitting on 800 bottles in my investment and about 400 open bottles. I'm lucky if I drink three ounces a week. Yeah. I'm about, I'm about three ounces a week and I'm, I got enough to count. I'd say a hundred open bottles and 50 unopened, something like that. Uh, yeah. Small it's like me. I want people to like we have, we you know you know I got one of those uni pizza ovens and we got people coming over on Sunday. I'm like, great! I can drain some whiskey. Like I can't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, there, there is that too. I mean, I definitely, I definitely have like brought bottles places in order to like fit more in the cabinet. You know what I mean? Like I ran out of space. Well, like my my brother-in-law, he's up in Manhattan Beach, and I'm like, I did like a drop of like 75 bottles because he's got like a wine cellar. I'm like, hey James, can I just bring all this up here and? throw it in and he's like yeah i'm like i'll just drink it when i come visit you and you trust him yeah i don't listen to be honest there's nothing of those 75 open bottles that that's amazing they're just all the open uh, yeah, yeah 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 not yeah knock yourself out like you know i i i want to be opening new bottles i can't just keep having more and more open bottles so like i've I done i've drank off it i enjoyed it it can go now go to another home enjoy yourself we did like a, so so I, you know obviously I, I like bourbon and I have a, my friend Ben he's a he's a, he likes Scotch and Japanese whiskey and and so we always do this thing well you know I'll bring a couple over and and I always blow them out of the water because you know in my opinion the very best bourbon you know beats the best Scotch but it's a lot of fun and so the other night though I just brought over four bottles that I just wanted to kill you know it was like bottle kill night just to just to clear yeah. room <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, one of them was a lot. One of them is a twenty-two year Willet, which I probably shouldn't have killed, but it was great. B forty nine. Look it up. B forty nine. Delicious. I think I've actually had that there at the bar. Oh, it's it's yeah. I'm sure they have it. It's it's a wild. It's it was it's. I mean, you know. And again, you know, where where was it distilled? Like, well, might you know, might be. I would care. You know, like (laughs) it might be Stitzel Weller juice. Who knows? You know, it's (laughs) it's all lore and mystery and. Like it's just great whiskey. So like, hey, more power if you got more of that from that era. Knock yourself out of it. I mean, I was in New York. I went to a bar, Stanford's in Astoria, and they had yeah. old Hershes and old Willets there. And like they they all they do is serve cocktails. So me, I walk in there. I'm like, holy fuck! And they're like, whoa, people don't come in here and spend two hundred bucks a pour. And I'm like, hey, you should be charging five hundred for what you got back there. But I'll take it at two hundred. That's great. Thank you so very much. So. So they have all this stuff. Are they, they're not making cocktails out of Hirsch, are they? No, no, no. They just sling a lot of cocktails. Like the they have a ton of whiskey. It's beautiful. It's oh, so, there. so there's no, no one, one no one's about. ordering it neat. Yeah, no one's ordering it neat because it's like, you know, it looks way cooler. To eat. Yeah. Listen, and, and guys like you and me are That's few and wild. far between. So, you know, the, the average person Look, walks then, in there is like, oh, you do a cocktail? Sure. You and me walk in and we're like, dude, 200 bucks for that. 25 year old Willet. Yeah, I'll take that. That'd be great. Thanks totally disappointed of the bourbon selection and this is what i like to drink but there, there's this place in silver lake which is a part of east l.a or not east l.a or the east side yeah. of l.a where i still live 
I could walk to. It's called the Thirsty Crow. And I, I and again, it's not that long ago, but like they had every kind of bourbon. And like, you know, I remember they, they had a Pappy flight and I think it was like 40 bucks or something like that. And, you know, it was like, <laughs> it was like Pappy, I don't know. I don't know, it, was, it was like, you know, Old Van Winkle 10, 12, Pappy 15, 20, 23 for like 40 bucks or something like that. And, you know, I get it all the time. And, and I remember like Pappy 23 was like, you know, 12 bucks a shot or whatever. And and then my friend was a bartender, so he just pour me shit, didn't care. Well, so, crushing time here. I, I got a question for you. Are there any yeah, yeah. whiskey moments that stand out for you where you're like, holy fuck, that was pretty cool that I got to do this? Well, yeah, the coolest ever was was a scotch moment so i was driving some bentleys around scotland and turned out the guy graham who was the american pr for bentley used to be the head of pr for mccallan and so we go to the mccallan distillery and if if you, if you grab a bottle of mccallan right now and look at it you'll notice on top of the label there's a little house and if you look uh -huh. at the house there is on the 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 third floor facing you left hand window that's the room where I spent the night. It's called the Easter Elkies house. I was like, yep, yep. And we walk in there, and I remember at the table they had white dog. They don't call it white dog, whatever they call it in Scotland, but, you know, un unaged whiskey. Yeah. They had yeah. McAllen 15, 18, 21, and 25, just, just to sample with dinner. Then we retire. We go upstairs to the sitting room, and they have a cabinet, and... um what was that guy's name? His, his title was Master of Malt from McAllen. Nicest guy in the world. I think he retired. Anyways, he goes, open the cabinet, see if there, anything catches your eye. And so I open the cabinet. There's two bottles of 30-year McAllen, like fine oak and select oak or whatever. And they're right in front. And it's very obvious that's what I'm supposed to grab. So I grab those. I go, is this what we're drinking? Or, or you know, can we drink these? He goes, oh, yes, those will do. Anyhow, there's like six of us and a couple hours later those bottles are empty right everyone else has gone to bed and it's like one in the morning and he's looking at me and he goes so if i convinced you johnny is, is mccallan not the most aristocratic beverage you can drink i'm looking at him and i go you know man i i still i still like highland park uh for some reason i really like highland park <laughs> uh me too highland park 25 probably the best 25 year old scotch highland park 30 is probably the best 30 year old scotch ever made in my opinion and he looks at me yeah. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know McCallan owns Highland Park. So he's yeah. looking at me yeah. and he goes, he goes, me too. And he goes, you must never repeat what you're about to see. And he, he pulls a plant off of a whiskey barrel in the corner, opens it, reaches in. It's a bottle of Highland Park 40. Oh. And well, what? and we had that. And I don't, I don't remember what it tasted like. We were way too drunk, but it was a wonderful night. And we like crawled up the stairs on our knees and elbows. And it was, it was, that was a, that was sort of a wow moment. And then, you know, getting the tour of, of McAllen and seeing how it's all made and meeting the master distiller was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, in I was in Scotland for the first time last year and I'm yeah. planning my May trip now. Um, yeah. And I, I stayed at the Glen Eagles, which had like, uh -huh. it must have had like a, a hundred Land Rovers on the property because sure. they got fishing and golf and everything. It's like the official car, like when they put gifts in the room, it's got like a mini... Land Rover, you know, like on the everything. And I remember seeing so many freaking Bentleys rolling around. And then I was with the guys from Bowmore and they pulled up in that, in that, in the super fancy Aston Martin. They're like, hey, we're going to go crack Bowmore, drive around with you today. I'm like, it's a pretty fucking good day. Yeah. No, it's fun. I, I was I'll leave it out there. 
the other the other really fun i mean i've had a lot of whiskey moments but just another one that popped yeah. in my head as i was telling you this was drew who's the you know the master distiller at, at Willet. we've become friendly over the years he's a big car freak and obviously i love his bourbon uh, i've been to his house a couple times and like you know sitting down and he has a he has a little tiny room built like on a separate foundation uh, it was like a carriage house or something, but he, you know, he, he smokes cigars in there. He's got like, you know, a ton of cigars and humidors just sitting there and like having a cigar. And then he's just got wax top willets on the table and it's just sort of, you know, grab whatever you want and drink it. That was a pretty, I've done that a couple of times. That, that's, that's, that's a good time. And that's, it's pretty weird that's, to be there. Whoa. You know, that's yeah. pretty darn cool. It's, I mean, it's a lot. I mean. I mean, for him to carry the weight of everything with that company, he does it really well. Like, he's a true oh, professional yep. through and through, like, got nothing but respect. You know, the first time I ate at the restaurant, you know, uh, they were just like, what do you want to drink? I'm like, I want to drink whiskey that if I die tomorrow. And they're like, all right, this is that. And I, was, I remember sitting there going like, holy shit. Yeah. It's pretty no, fucking cool. It's wild. No, that restaurant's wild. I mean, I mean, and I was... I don't want to think about the bill the last time I went, but yeah, I got carried uh, away. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, Johnny, you want you want to give any shout outs to your social or anything when we wrap up? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you want to find out what I'm up to, the best way is Instagram. It's just, uh, uh, my name is Johnny Lieberman, at Johnny Lieberman. There's no H in Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y Lieberman, L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. And yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's who I am and where I'm at. Take a look, Johnny. Johnny's on a weight loss, like he's doing it, he's eating, he's driving, he's drinking, he's not all at the same time, obviously. And yeah, just no, and I've got a, yeah, I've done, I'm down about 20 pounds, but I, I gotta, I gotta get back on it in a more serious way. I'm just sort of getting flawed, you know what I mean? You know, listeners, you can hear this because it's funny. I went for a physical the other day and my doctor's like, you're doing great, but you got to stop eating after seven o'clock at night. She's like, all the research is showing like your body just doesn't process like it. It needs like a lot of time to process all the food and alcohol. So like eating past seven, like it's just going to, you're going to be fat the next day. And I'm like, oh, well, that would make a lot of sense with all the late night meals and snacks and all that stuff. She's like, yeah, everything else you're doing great. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. Yeah. My wife is not happy. I'm like, I want to have dinner at six. She's like, what? <laughs> I mean, I got, I got a young kid, so early dinner is not a problem, but yeah, look, it's it's probably true. Probably true. So well, hey, listen, I I got three young ones, so it works out. But they don't normally eat till like six forty-five. Where I'm like, well, I like to go to bed at like nine thirty. Like I don't want to eat at six thirty. So today I texted her. I'm like, I think I'm just skipping dinner. I had a big lunch. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnny, I appreciate Absolutely. you t- taking the time, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Definitely look forward to meeting you, hanging out in person. We definitely worry over you. There's a couple of rabbit hole places in LA that you may or may not know about. So. I'll let you know when I'm up there and we'll go rabbit hunting for some old whiskey. Uh, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Definitely follow Johnny. He's got a, he's just got a good energy and obviously loves the whiskey, but just good energy. And I appreciate everyone listening. Keep rating, ranking, watching, listening. I appreciate you all. And we'll chat to you soon. That's a wrap.